Um, Crete, alphabetically. Okay. We can start um, with Crete. So Michael is the expert on that. I'm more on roads. I'll chip in where I, I know on Crete, but otherwise I'll just, like, I'll be more quiet on this one. Okay. I'm an expert on nothing, so <laughs> I'll just be asking questions. So that's perfect. If you want to start with Crete, you really have to start with Lato because day one, they were the only ones doing anything. Day one with Crete just starts with Lato going insane. Well, before we get into the yeah, recap. needs to say that how many of us there to, are and how many days there are. Introduce we us. have a lot of days left. It's fine. All right. Oh, hello there. It's been a while. We've missed you. Season 40 is here. And it's gonna be a doozy. Buckle up. Stranded is back. 36 days, 40 castaways, three co-hosts, and one podcast. This is Stranded in the AGNC, and I'm your host, Pootie. We're joined by three co-hosts and alumni of Stranded, Michael, who originally played in Stranded in Two Motus. Hello, hello. Dean, who originally played in Stranded in Tanzania. Good morning, afternoon, evening. And Crazy James, who originally played in Isolated Espionage. Good evening. Today, we're going to take a look back at the opening weekend of AGNC and the lead up to tonight's first Tribal Council, where four people will be booted. Should be a crazy night. Uh, just in time to talk about the season, which honestly has gone better than I expected. That's not to say we didn't we weren't excited, but typically we have like a lot of inactives or not a lot, but I would think with 40 people, there would be at least like four inactives. And so far, we haven't had any really. Maybe some people are less than active, but they certainly all showed up and have communicated somewhat. Yeah, there's basically no inactives as far as I would describe them. Like on my season, there were definitive inactives this season. I mean, there's a couple people that were only on for maybe one day out of the weekend or something, but they were still active when they were on. Right. It seems like it's more of a like maybe they just don't quite get how much they need to be online. They're just thinking like, oh, like I log in Thursday, next event Sunday. But um, other than maybe Libby, there's no one who's like really been disconnected. Yeah, I agree. So let's go ahead and jump into Stranded in Crete. And starting with Leto, since, or Lato, Leto, Michael suggested we start there, and he's been the one close, most closely following Crete. So go ahead and give us like a an overview. What are the highlights so far on Leto? If you had to give us like a an elevator pitch of the first weekend of Leto, what are you telling us first? I want to tell you two things about Leto. First, Leto kicks off all of the drama that starts on the other tribe. However, they managed to do that. And the second thing, and the most important thing going on in Leto is that they have made two large alliances where it's Wendell and Morgan who are in both alliances. And they are going after each other at the moment. For this vote, it looks like they're coming to a truce because they don't want to start any blood yet. And they're going after Libby, who is their one inactive. And it's the easy vote. I don't think Wendell and Morgan want to make the actual like draw blood quite yet. I think that's what they're waiting on. Who would you say were the surprises on this tribe from um, the casting process to now? I would say the biggest surprise for me, it, it shouldn't be Jacob, but it's Jacob. Uh, he is a lot <laughs> 
<laughs> he is a lot more than I expected him to be. He is our video confessional king. He actually, I don't even know if that's true. We have a couple great people who are doing video confessionals, but he is excited to cause chaos and he loves to troll. Uh, he's keeping this interesting. Another person I'm very, the person I'm most surprised with might be Morgan. And no one realizes how good of a player she is. She is everywhere. And Wendell is getting more heat for it than she is. Yeah, I was going to say Morgan uh, is probably my biggest surprise, given that she was one of those girls that we mentioned in the first podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of times they're underwhelming in their interviews, but somehow they get into the game and they're so eager that they really step step up to be a big character. She was one of the ones and the other, I don't remember who, but there was another one. So I'm glad that that has come to fruition. I'm very surprised to learn that she's like the leader of alliances, but I'm excited for that. Uh, talking about Jacob real quick, I do think we have to shout out uh, his first confessional, which had me <laughs> absolutely hysterically in stitches. The Jew crew. Uh, so apparently you you have to go watch this confessional if you haven't. Essentially, Jacob was playing in character as the, the survivor contestant, Jacob. And Wendell was not. So Wendell approached Jacob and, and well, Jacob Wendell's said, from Israel, by the way, for context. Right. Yeah. Wendell's from Israel. He's uh, very proud about that. And Jacob was talking about Jacob Derwin, who apparently uh, is a Jewish video artist. I'm not sure what he does, but he was saying what his job was. And Wendell assumed he was talking about himself personally, not Jacob. <laughs> And so he decided to form like the Jew crew, which was the Jewish alliance to take on the whole game. Uh, And Jacob is not Jewish. (laughs) (laughs) Which is only something that could happen in Stranded, I think. Like when he said that in his video confessional, I just fucking lost it. I mean, the idea of a Jew crew is hilarious in general. And then when you couple that with the fact that one of them is not Jewish at all, it's amazing. The Jew crew is already in some hot water, though. Over this weekend, Wendell has been noticing how uh, trolly Jacob is. Careful careful where you go with the (laughs) the analogies on that one. Uh, I'm I'm using the words that Wendell used. Okay. Uh, Crazy One James is our resident Jew. <laughs> as, as the authoritative uh, voice on this topic, uh, <laughs> since Joaquin is not with us currently. Um, how are you, what are your thoughts on the Jew crew? Oh, myself? I mean, honestly, it's not something that really seems to be, like, used much by Wendell. It's not like he in his confessionals is, like, you know, yeah. talking so much about it. So I, I think it was kind of a um, sort of a, a funny ha-ha thing. It kind of reminded me of, like, but when in my final two in my game with Adam, um, if anyone followed that, like he said, like, oh, we should name ourselves the Twin Towers after like 9-11. And I was like, haha, LOL. But like it, it wasn't actually a real thing that persisted. So if that wasn't sort of in that helped them connect, I mean, that's obviously a good thing for Wendell. You know, I, I don't think it really matters. Like, I don't think they're going to be like <laughs> like doing a yep. shop of prayers together every every week or something like that. Like, it, you know, Jews are normal people, too. So that was worth mentioning because it was so funny. Let's talk a little bit about Wendell's gameplay. Obviously, he was someone we were all very excited about. We had heard that he sometimes overplays his hand. I didn't expect it quite this early, but fortunately, he did find the idol for Leto, even though there was a clue fuck up. He still managed to find the idol. What a king for that. 
So what do we think of Wendell's gameplay so far? Clearly he's in hot water, as Michael said. His words, not mine. And what do we think about his chances of surviving tonight? Wendell is perfectly fine tonight. What they're trying to do at the moment is Morgan and Wendell are both are in both of these big alliances and they didn't want to quite draw lines on where they really stand. So they're all going for Libya as the consensus easy first boot. That way it buys them a little bit more time to figure out where they're going. So what are the alliances? We have obviously Wendell and Morgan's side. What are those? So Wendell and Morgan are going to be on both, but there's one with Dom, Jacob, and Laurel. And Libby's technically in it as well, but she never shows up. And then the other side is Wendell and Morgan again with Bradley, James, and Stephanie. And Chris is really nowhere. I want to bring up one point about Dom because you mentioned him in that alliance. Dom is the one with immunity. And it's kind of funny because like he's right when the challenge started, he like posted a confessional. I know what you guys are doing. There's no way I'm winning this immunity. Like I'm going to volunteer to lose it right away. I'm so smart. And then like he ends up with immunity. So I just thought that was kind of funny, but he's fine this round. I mean, he would have been fine even without it, but I just found that interesting. So we had a couple of, I feel like, I mean, all across the board, this game, the gameplay has been messy and kind of back and forth. But on this tribe, I thought at one point, like Stephanie was a big target and she was kind of overplaying her hand a little bit. Yeah, she was. It wasn't much for overplaying, but it looks as if right now Wendell and Morgan are deciding to go more with Jacob and Dom and Laurel and that side of the alliance, leaving Bradley, James and Stephanie in the minority, even though they don't quite quite know that yet. And earlier in the weekend, it was Stephanie who they liked the least in that group. But the further they go on, James has been irritating Wendell and Dom and Jacob, and he's not coming off as someone they ever want to work with. Where does Laurel slot in? Uh, you keep mentioning her with Dominic. Are those two tight? Uh, so there, there has been a little bit of drama with where Laurel stands. She was added into this alliance with Libby, Jacob, Dom, Morgan, Wendell, and she immediately told Chris about it, who was not in any alliance. And then Chris blabbed his mouth because he was nervous that he wasn't anywhere, and it started all this drama. And originally, Laurel was fine with Dom, and that's who she was working with pretty closely. But Dom is a little bit worried about her since she went and told Chris all of this information. And it's kind of really put into a weird spot where they want her, but they don't know how long they can keep her. And then uh, you can listen if there's any other update on this tribe. But the last point that I was aware of, uh, the big talking point, was the group chat alliance that was started and then Parker should have known better but he was in that and then they were debating who to add to the alliance and then they later added those people but they of course, did not start a new group chat so they could see all the history of them like debating who to add to their alliance yeah there was one thing where and I, I forget who, maybe Michael remembers, but there was someone who commented in their confessional saying that they were someone that was going back and forth. The other people, rather, were going back and forth on inviting them, but someone else, they were like, oh yeah, that's a shoe and got to have them. And so they already felt distant because of that. And yeah, you shouldn't have that history shown. You should make a separate alliance chat. And the fact that James didn't realize this... Uh... It's uh, interesting, to say the least. He's besmirching the James name. (laughs) But I do think Parker was a little more aggressive. I mean, we encouraged him preseason to be more aggressive because part of his downfall in Isolated was to be a little bit, uh, you know, sort of just a social guy, not really forming alliances. So, he, I mean, he 
helped form the six-person alliance. Uh, just unfortunately, there's another six-person alliance. And uh, well, I guess we'll see which one ends up. Uh, Do you remember if he formed any alliances on espionage? I mean, he was always with Spiral, and I, I do think they had something going on, like, early on their side in the game, but nothing that ended up really mattering, and we, like, destroyed their side anyway, so played a very reactive game by the end. So at least he's being more progressive, proactive this time, you know? Right. I think that's all the highlights of that tribe. If you think of anything, let us know. I want to say quickly, though, wasn't Bradley someone who fucked something up? Like, he wants to cause all the kinds of shit. He wants to be a chaos villain. Bradley is one of the people who's a little bit more in the background right now out of every like overall game. Yeah, but overall game. He I think he's just biding his time because he hasn't been very he hasn't been the one really moving and shaking this round. But I think he has a lot of time for that. Yeah. OK, uh, <laughs> moving on to Zachros on this tribe. I th- the bigger picture on this tribe is that the, the target keeps bouncing around currently. <laughs> I mean, as is the case across the board, but currently uh, I'm most worried about our girl, Michaela, who I thought would be killing it and probably is, but she is one of the targets tonight. Talk to us a little bit about that. So the big storyline here is the Zachros final three chat that was made from Jacob on the Lato tribe. Cece saw this chat made and saw that Paul, Rachel, and Michelle were online and just immediately assumed that Paul, Rachel, and Michelle had a final three. And all of this chaos just started because of it. Uh, Cece told Jay and Jay got very upset. And since that day, I think that was Saturday, they've been targeting those three. Now, Rachel is immune, so she's safe, and it just came down to Paul and Michelle. And Jay's very upset with Michelle because he really liked Michelle, and he felt really offended that she didn't say anything about this final three. And Michelle knows none of this. She knew nothing about this final three chat, and until, I think, today. And the target has been set on mostly Michelle, a little bit on Michaela, and a little bit on Paul as well. And those are the big three names going around right now. Highlights on that drive have to be Rachel. Yes, I really like Rachel. She is so funny. Her confessionals are so great. The lurkers also seem to really like Michelle and are very upset that she could possibly be targeted. So I'm not sure where the target is on that tribe. Right now, if you had to guess. Um, Michelle. Yeah, I think, think Michelle? Michelle is going to be. It could be close to Michaela and Michelle. I don't know if the tribe is going to be unanimous or split, but it's definitely going to be one of those two, I think. And I I think it's going to be Michelle, if I had to put money on it right now. My question is, and I haven't been following this as much, but Mike, where do you think after a Michelle, where does the, the crack form in this tribe? Who ends up on what side after this vote, if you could guess? After this vote, it's going to be Paul and Rachel on their own. And Michaela's probably going to be where she is now. And that's kind of on the outs of everything. So someone's going to have to try to pull in Michaela because she'll be a useful vote for others. But it's going to be Rachel and Paul on the outside. And Rachel does not really know that at the moment. I think Paul is starting to understand his position. Who are the standouts on this tribe for you so far? Aside from I think Rachel. When it comes to this tribe, the standouts are, I would say, Jay, Michelle, Rachel. They're all big standout players. Surprisingly, Cece accidentally made herself into this huge player by assuming that some alliance chat was happening and naming the three people. And she doesn't even know that she is the one who did it. She made a she made a confessional today saying, I don't know where this name came from. These three started doing it. Yeah, Cece just like completely <laughs> forgot. <laughs> she forgot that it was her who started all of this. 
<laughs> but I, I would say those are our standout players. Jay is a lot stronger of a player than most people realize. Okay. Uh, so far, I, it's interesting. Before we get into Rhodes, I think it's interesting how different these two games are. Uh, they're both very interesting and very chaotic, but certainly one has a lot more personality and the other has a lot more strategy. And so it's interesting to see that go down considering how similarly comprised they are, where, you know, split by age, genders, and it's the same game setup. So it's really fun to see the different aspects of the game just by the different makeups of the tribe. And we're so early, too. I feel like the cultures of the gamers are just going to diverge even more as we go through days and days of this, you would think. So it'll be really interesting just how far that goes. Well, it's interesting, too, because sometimes, you know, games are a slow burn. Sometimes after an easy vote, you know, sometimes then things can get spicy and ramp up. So that could be the case where we see one game suddenly become a little more controlled and one game become more chaotic. So I think that'll be fun to follow just how this is splitting apart up until next week's big merge. Let's go ahead and move on to Rhodes. I've listened a little bit more closely to Rhodes than Creed. But James, you're our resident Rhodes expert. Yes, I am. Indeed. So where should we start? Let's uh Um maybe maybe let's start with uh uh let's let's do Camaros first. I don't know. All right. Um on Camaros we have a lot going down. I think the standouts on this tribe, obviously King Nasir. We love King Nasir. He has Love my Welch. I, I, we were really worried he would go first. Now it's looking like he might just eke it out, but he's still certainly in danger. Yeah, he he's going to survive this round, but, he, but people all realize that he's kind of messy. He's been he's been creating a lot of group chats, a lot of alliance chats. It kind of feels like he thinks that like every day you need a new alliance chat just um, based on like whoever is like present that day. You just kind of make a new one and everyone chats in it. Um, so people people are seeing he's messy. Well, we can go into it. Yeah, Nasir is truly the more chaotic version of Garrett in that he's not as savvy into the game. So truly, it's like hitting uh, the random generator. Um, he's just playing a bunch of Brand Steel Sims. Shout out Stranded Fives, ev- Brian. He's just bringing in everyone into different alliances. He formed multiple iterations of alliances with Brad, usually is in them. Tiffany's usually in them. He then had one with Erica, and then he, I think he had another one that may have had Brad, Ricard, and Jeannie, and then he added JD to it midway through. He's become allies both with JD and Voch, who are like, going to today were the two targets, and like, enough to where like, Voch was saying that the person he trusts the most is Nasir, yet like, Voch wants JD out, and JD is also like, extremely close with Nasir. So like, Nasir is just kind of like, doing whatever he wants on a whim. We can get into this more, but the target has shifted off JD, now it's looking like it's between Voch and Liana. I, I'm saying Voch. I think it's really Voche. I was going to say, whatever. it's Voche. Yeah. yeah, it's Voche. It's Voche. Yeah. I, um, I no, it's fine. Whatever, he's going to lose tonight anyway. We don't, we don't need to know his name. Can I just say, though, that like the general contrast between groups of the two games is just absolutely hilarious. Because one game, Crete, has these group chats that are just named with such slander. And then we have roads with people like Nasir that are just make group chats that are just fucking dozens of it and they're not named really anything creative and the contrast is I think it's interesting that, you know, Garrett would sneak by every <laughs> round by creating so much confusion that, you know, he was like moving so fast that no one could keep up with quite what he was doing. And I think that that Nasir is doing that unintentionally. So There's parallels, I think, yeah. 
the interesting thing with Nasir, and we, this will probably lead into the other standouts, but you know, it, it's kind of turned into where you know there was this like I'd say general six seven person majority, like I said with Nasir, usually Brad, Ricard, Jeannie, Erica, and Tiffany are kind of involved in that majority ish group, um, largely because Sydney and Liana, who actually formed some good bounds right in the first day, have kind of pieced, and Voce has been kind of a pariah, and, and JD's been on the outs. So basically everyone else is kind of bonded. But what I wanted to get to is, you know, sort of what's like really the core decision making group of that majority. And from my read, it's a combination of Brad, Ricard and Jeannie. And I think Brad actually has surprised me a good amount. Like Brad came into the game kind of like wanting to play this villainy Aussie role. I mean, he is Australian, but and it's shifted a little bit to where he's he and Ricard and Jeannie are not kind of the voice of reason like they all kind of connect and say like, yeah, like Nasir is an idiot, but you know, we'll just kind of let him do his thing. He's not coming for us. And but we'll just keep an eye on that. So there's, I'd say Brad, Ricard and Jeannie are kind of the adults in the room, sort of sitting on the side as all the kids play in the, like the ball pit or whatever, you know, during the, like the birthday party or whatever. And they're just going to kind of see like who takes each other out. And then they'll kind of swoop in and, and take the kids away when they make it to the, um, the swap or the merge or whatever. That's, that's kind of how I'm reading it. Ricard and Jeannie, I think are a little bit more advanced players than Brad, but Brad's doing a good job. He's doing a good job for himself. Yeah, um, I, I thought for a while that JD was in trouble just because he hasn't made much of an impact on this tribe. I wonder, are, who are our less actives on this tribe? I was thinking Tiffany, but apparently she's safe. Yeah, so it's really changed. So the first night, you know, Sydney and Liana formed a final three, both with Jeannie and then also with Brad. So two separate ones. Um, although Brad actually, um, kudos to him, did a pretty sneaky maneuver of he suggested the final three with Liana and Sydney and himself, um, but then immediately went to Jeannie and said, hey, Jeannie, Liana proposed this final three with herself, Sydney and me, which could come back to bite Brad. But he's, he's been doing a lot of little lies like that that have actually been serving him well. Sydney and Liana were very well connected the first night and Tiffany was not because she didn't really show up. She got confused about what the timing was of, of the challenge and stuff. But since then, Liana and Sydney were like, all right, we got our alliances. We're good and haven't really showed back up until like now. Sydney is just getting online now, you know, like two hours before tribal. And all that is to say at first, you know, when they're saying oh, who we're going to vote out, it was like, OK, Tiffany's the least active. Then JD became the least active. Then it was like, well, now Sydney and Liana are the least active. And so the the it's always been going between like Voce, who like they found out had an idol, and then the most inactive person as the two main targets. But whoever's been the most inactive has changed over time. I think even Erica was inactive for a while. So right now where we are is Liana's the least active. So right now <laughs> the vote is between Voce and Liana. I feel that we should mention that uh, <laughs> when Voce got the hidden idol, but uh, he made an oopsie and he replied in the forum. So people saw that he got it. Essentially, it wasn't a full confirmation, but most people kind of assumed, especially Ricard. So that's something that's really going against Voce is the this whole idol thing. And some people really want to flush it out. I don't know if you said that or not. I don't think you did. If you did, then whoops. But. Yeah, no, no, that, I didn't spell that out, but no, that's so Voce has the idol. Does anyone I mean, they all know that he's idol. Does he know that they know that I'm unaware of? I, I think one person told him, right, James? Yeah, so he's told a few people. 
people. He's told, I think he told either Genie or Ricard, maybe even both of them, but he's told a couple people. He may have told Nasir, like the people that he feels closest to, he has told. He, I think, assumed that people were going to find out from the forum anyway. So in his confessional, he was like, oh, oh, shoot, you know, I posted there. So I think he he assumes that people know. I think he's even considered just playing it just to, you know, just play it. That's the question. Is he going to play it? So the question is, so yes. So so right now the vote is be- like going to be split between him and Liana as we speak. Um, like I just, Jeannie, Ricard, and Brad, who are, like I said, the ones really deciding a lot of this. Uh, Jeannie and Ricard are even sort of like purposely trying to make it a tie, like flipping each other their votes, like to perfectly calibrate it to a tie. So yeah, it's going to boil down to whether or not Voce plays it. He's being told by people like Nasir, who he trusts, that it's Liana. But the thing is that those people like Nasir know it's going to be split. I, I think you know different people might think that the majority is going on Voce or Liana. I don't know if everyone knows, you know, knows really how it's going to break. But I think that okay, Voce so, has to, he, he has to play it, right? So if Voce plays the idol, uh, where are the votes going, JD? It'll be Liana, Liana. Liana, okay. Yeah, I think those are the, uh, that's the standout situation on this tribe. There's a lot going on. Yet it's actually pretty straightforward when you when you talk it through. It's just uh, this year has created a lot of drama and there's a lot of like back and forth. Uh, is there anything else on Chimeros that we need to talk about? Oh, I mean, like I said, I think Brad is in a good spot because he is both with that majority six and then he also has ties to Liana and Sydney, whoever survives out of that. I think, uh, like I said, Ricard and Jr. are getting a good spot. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. OK, let's talk about Mausolus. Marvelous. This tries a hot fucking mess, and I love it. <laughs> Most importantly, we need to talk about our boy Rodney, King Rodney, icons only. Love him. What are Rodney's chances of surviving tonight? Um, oh my god. <laughs> well, they're as of now they're looking good. This is another one that's changed over time. I think going. I think for, for Rodney, it's easiest to talk about night one, which is when he comes online. He had already asked Dean this in his confessional if Dean had played uh, the game Cars 2 on the PSP, the PlayStation Portable um, console, which Dean, I don't think, has because the game is from yeah, like 2011. I just said, I don't think I have, and he disliked my post. <laughs> so we already, we already knew he had an obsession with it. And then, you know, they all kind of joined the, the group chat for the Mausolus tribe. And like, out of the blue, like, that's the first thing he says. He doesn't introduce himself. He just says, has anyone played Cars 2 on PSP? It, it's almost like a, um, you know, it's one of those uh, TV shows where there's someone like feeding something into his ear. And they're like, hey, say, is, is anyone played Cars 2 on PSP? Like, <laughs> Yeah, America's player. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like America's player or a prank show or whatever. Yeah, because um, it just doesn't make sense. And nobody likes him with the tribe. They all think he's impossible to talk to. When he does talk to them, he just kind of is very blunt. Like he, he logged back in today after being gone for a few days and he was just like, hey, let's get rid of Nina. Like sort of like the people he'd said like three things to before. He's just like, let's, you know, let's do this. So he's wild. And the other thing we should talk about with him is he somehow thinks, and Dean, you were involved in this too. He thinks that Carolyn, who eliminated him from the challenge, is looks like Stuart Little for some reason. And he even asked her, he said, have you seen the movie Stuart Little? And she said, yes. And he said, okay, figure. I, I figured that. He's like, something like, I knew that. Like, so but he didn't say why he knew that. No, he did It was just totally off the chart. Like, he <laughs> was eliminated in the challenge by her. And all of a sudden, he just goes to his confessional and writes, quote unquote, 
Carolyn makes me want to fucking kill myself. Can't wait till the challenge. And then he posts <laughs> another thing that says, this is proof Carolyn is Stuart fucking little. And it's a link. <laughs> and if you click it, it goes to a Pinterest link of Big Yoshi. And I just don't understand. But that's Rodney in a nutshell. I wonder if he'll bond with Haley, aka Yoshi Blep, over that. Oh my god. Yeah, Rodney has to survive for my personal sanity this season because he brings me joy. Yeah, because what ended up happening is so everyone hates him night one. And then but also in night one, you have people like Mike and Will and Lindsay really bonding. They end up forming a few final fours over the, the next couple of days with that trio along with Allie or is it Haley in one of them? That trio along with Sharon in the other one and then uh do you Mike even Wh- watch survivor <laughs> I, I don't know how to say that other name I was saying was it Sheer- sheeran 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 okay sheeran okay so sheeran yeah okay so my point is there's a lot of final four uh, permutations on this track but they all kind of have mike and will and usually Lindsay. but what ended up happening is vince found the idol uh he was working with mike sort of at the same time so he he ended up kind of feeling like he had to tell mike that he found the idol because you know they were they, they were both cornering on, on the clue and it would have been obvious um so he tells mike and mike sort of in his and we're gonna have to talk more about mike but he 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 decides okay well now we have to get rid of vince and that's where everything flips off rodney and onto vince so let's talk about mike because uh, to me the biggest meme of this tribe uh, apart from cars on psp2 or Cars 2 on PS3 <laughs> is uh, is uh, Mike just getting the idol ripped out of his hands <laughs> on oh my multiple God. occasions. Uh, so uh, let's go back to night one where Mike finds the idol within an hour. Thank you, Missy. And uh, <laughs> and we have to tell him like, oh, that's not the right. Like, it was a fuck up. Like, uh, we put in the wrong password because someone fucked up the sheet. And so we had to... Um, revoke that password because it was not right. It was like something on the first page of Google. So we had to take that idol away from Mike, let him know that like, no, it was not intentional that someone found like the incorrect idol on uh, minute two of, of us posting it. And so we post the correct idol. Of course, then Mike and Vince both find the idol like within a minute of each other, send it to the hosts. Unfortunately for Mike again, uh, Vince beat him out by like seconds. So yeah, it was really close. Yeah, unfortunately for Mike, he got got the idol ripped out of his hands yet again. Uh, a little bit of a Charlie Brown situation. Just keep pulling the football away from him. Yeah. The funny thing about that is that's what that's like one of the main uh, purposes that he's going after Vince now, and that Vince exactly. is potentially gonna go home because he got the he idol is. right before Mike. Yeah, Mike is. Mike is interesting. I like him because he, I feel like he represents all the parts of me that are evil and not good. And I just like to relish in that. Well, yeah, I mean, the thing is that a normal person, so one of Mike's various final fours is with uh, Sheeran. I don't even know. I'm just going to keep saying it. I don't know how to say it. Sheeran. Yeah, Ed. Mike, Will, and Vince. Um, so he's in, so Mike is in a final four with Vince and they find the idol together, basically. You would think I'm in a final four with this person. They have the idol. I'm on a 10 person tribe. This is great for me. Like I have like a say in how this idol is used. We have a lot of power. 
But no, his first thing is kill him. He's got he's got what I want. Get him out of here. Um, really, uh, potentially an overplay. I mean, what? Yeah, he's uh, goleming it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the thing is, Mike thinks that he's playing this masterful game, and he is in terms of the fact that he's orchestrating this first vote. But everyone's on to him. Every even even his closest allies know it's kind of sketch that Mike turned on Vince so fast. Like, what if he does it to us? And like, nobody's blinded to that by in, in terms of Mike. Yeah, there's a lot of people which are using Mike essentially as a shield, or because they themselves are threats, and so they want the threats to stick together. But it's not going to last like mike is going to have a very quick burnout i think if he lasts until the game merge i'm going to be really surprised yeah yeah he would he'd have to just like blaze his own path and just like be constantly pulling crazy moves to get that far you would think yeah like he calls himself the otter like how self-centered do you have to be to have your own nickname you make yourself the what the otter, otter. Like- like O-T-T-E-R. Uh, like what gay people call themselves? <laughs> I, I wish. That's what I thought at first. But like, no, it's like because of the way that they're like in the water and there's some, I don't fucking know, some that animal is the worst, analogy. Uh, yeah. That's the worst self-nickname I've ever heard. But <laughs> Mike, Mike go is just, off, he's, Mike. <laughs> he's very self-assured on his philosophy of how to play the game and so much so that he's, he has a name for it. It's like the otter strategy. And he said in one of his more recent confessionals, I'm playing this game so well, I need to help my my key allies, uh, Lindsay and Will, who he uses his closest. So, like, I have to maybe coach them up a little bit. So, one, so they help me more. And also, like, so it's more of a challenge for me to beat them. It's, he hasn't even voted anyone out yet. Yet he has such... I don't even... I think that he's new to orgs, too. But he has this inflated vision of himself, which maybe it'll bear out, but it's not looking great. I just don't know how... Like, both the games seem... It seems like they've played two weeks already, and we're not even at the first travel council. Like... Everyone's a mess, and I love it. <laughs> and we have an extra week in this game than usual games, so like, <laughs> yikes. God. Uh, gonna be a long season. But, but Vince is probably going to go in this tribe unless he gets word and plays his idol. As of now, seven of the people, everyone except Tyler, or six of them, know about the plan to get rid of Vince. The only ones who don't are Tyler, Nina, Vince himself, and Rodney. But if somehow Vince gets a whiff of this and he plays his idol anyone could go i mean it could be rodney who is who vince thinks is going but i mean if he flips his vote to Lindsay, who's someone he really wants to get out because he doesn't really have a bond with Lindsay. i mean she could go all sorts of chaos could break if vince finds out in the next hour and a half what's going on yeah there's a there's a lot we could talk about in this tribe i, I think the last thing we should probably talk about maybe is will and his yeah yeah very odd confessionals or typing style it's kind of oh, they all read like copy pastas where it's like a lot of emojis every other word and i feel like, like if there was a punishment for will that you can't use emojis he just would not go on until the punishment was over like if you look at arrow chat and all of the ims that he's doing with everyone they all have emojis in them no matter the context like i can easily pick and, out and a will. long series of emojis too it's not like one they're usually yeah. like eight in a row <laughs> we need like a yes translator or something someone who speaks that emoji twitter lingo and like if i didn't know any better i would have thought for sure this was uh, a 16 year old discord order this is like i mean he's almost 40 like <laughs> what is happening okay that i i didn't remember hey, i think he's 40. 36 right yeah He's is is he the one who's been with his partner for twelve or thirteen years? Yes. Okay, and he's the he's, um, he's a male he's man. He's Hispanic. He's a yes. male man. He's the one that is willing to flirt. Oh god. No. 
I really like him. Like it's almost it's endearing to me, but it's also hilarious. Like it, you know, I mean, it's harmless, but it's annoying, which I love. So I don't know. I I really think he's like one of the standout characters for being so bizarre to me. The <laughs> thing like, that's and, and more bizarre too is that he's actually really in with the tribe. Mm-hmm. Like he's really liked by the tribe, and a lot of people trust his word. And he talks in his confessions like this, and we're just like. How the fuck did he get a hold on these people? Yep, because he's really positioned himself as the the one you go to when you're feeling dubious of Mike. You kind of confide in Will, and he says, "Yeah, I know Mike is a little bit nuts, but we let's use him for now." And they all kind of trust Will because of that. But you're right. I mean, if you look at his messages, it's uh, I don't know. It's almost like um, you know how like C three PO can like understand R two D 2s beeps, but nobody like most other people can't. It's like he's like R two D two like making these random beeps, and like we have no clue what he means. But his tribe mates are like, yes, like exactly, Will. Like I I love how we're on the same page. And it's like, <laughs> all right, you know, if you, if you guys get it, like sure. Um, you know. Well, some, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. How can you argue with a million like heart emojis and smileys? Like it. You know, it's like, oh, this guy's really positive and friendly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's and like, then the confessionals. <laughs> it's a strategy we've not yet seen, but uh, it's apparently working. Yeah. So I, I just want to preview one thing with this tribe, is, which is that if Vince goes this round, it's going to be even crazier next round because you're going to have three or four people who are left out of the vote. Rodney, who will have received at least one or two votes, who's going to be on the warpath trying to like suss out who is going for him. You already have people like Shireen and uh, and Will who are you know kind of saying, okay, we're we're gonna have to get rid of Mike soon. You know, do they make the move now? Does Mike make a move first? Uh, this tribe is not going to be any less interesting as we move forward. Yeah, all across the board, really. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of personalities. We kind of hit the highlights of what happened, but certainly there's tons to dive into. I think that's how we're going to have to handle these podcasts for the next couple of rounds until things narrow down. But so far, I'm very happy with everyone. Like, I think for the most part, everyone's shown up and shown at least some intrigue. Wait, 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 wait. Dean, Dean has breaking news. Dean has breaking news. Yeah, Michelle just found the idol for Zachros. So all of a sudden, Zachros is going to be interesting. Do we think she knows to play it? I, I think so. I think so. I, it's also possible she tells someone and then either they have to blindside her or they mix things up because of that. Uh, I just don't want Michaela to go, goddamn. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, that would be the worst outcome, I think, possible on this tribe. Yeah. For us. But, you know, I mean, certainly everyone else is very entertaining, too. Yeah, it's going to be a hard season with so many interesting people and nowhere to hide. And lots of boots to get to. So some people are going to get shortchanged. It's just the nature of the season. But hopefully everyone has a good experience. That's what we're that's the main focus. With that, tonight we have four boots. We'll be meeting four people. Hopefully they'll stick around because I just generally like all these people. I think they're all fun. So we'll see who those people are. It's there's not any like certain boots. I think the most certain was Michelle. And now that's gone to shit. So, you know, it's anybody's game. Yeah. (laughs) All the targets have idols. (laughs) Most of them. So it's going to be a wild, uh, a wild night. Um, That's one good thing to come out of Idolgate uh, this season. (laughs) 
Not idle gig. I'm picking on Missy and Susie, and really that's ultimately my fault for not helping those guys out on their first idle hiding mission. So I don't, I don't want to pile on them too much. Like, uh, you know, I got to be thankful that they, they did anything at all. So I don't, I don't, I'm teasing them, really. Ultimately, I think, you know, everyone has an idol. That's cool with me. We're, you know, game on. All right. So with that being said, tonight, we're going to get four boots. Uh, we're going to try to talk to those people, hopefully, as they come in, if they stick around. But I think so far, we're off to a really good season and it's only day four. So we'll talk to you guys again on Wednesday. I'm sure between now and then an infinite amount of shit will happen. So um, we'll have plenty to talk to. Keep your eyes open. Drop in notes if you want us to mention it on the podcast. Um, and I think Nofo's trying to do a Lurker podcast. Uh, so that'll be really interesting because we have a lot of people who like to watch this and um, talk about it. So lots of good things happening. Very exciting season. Stranded is back in a big way and we're all excited about it. So thank you guys. That's going to do it for today. And we'll talk to you on Wednesday. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye everyone.